welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. This is your host, Jamel Gadluski. All right, everybody. This episode is going to be about communication. It goes hand in hand with knowing your team, communication, and relationships. In all of my experience in working with people in general, communication breakdown is like the key. It's like the, it's like the catalyst of a broken relationship, right? People say things and then somebody takes it the wrong way, like in a way that you didn't mean. Or miscommunication through email, text messages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, here are some of the things that when I look at one, knowing your team, right? And so you need when you know your team, you know the best way to communicate. Now, we actually had our board members tell us on in our organization in the Reason for Hope what would they prefer? Text message, email, phone call. All right. But we don't work that close, right? We're not in an office setting. But in the people that you work closest to, how are you communicating needs, wants, goals, objectives, and feedback? All right. And I think there needs to be multiple forms of communication. In many ways, it's over communicating. Okay. So it could be goals and objectives or deadlines like friendly reminders, making visual reminders, making emails, text messages, checking in. How are you doing? As a leader, that's our job. All right. And, and telling your employees, hey, I'm not trying to harass. I'm not trying to get on your case. You know, I'm just literally just checking in on the progress. What are some of the struggles? What are the obstacles that you're seeing? Over-communicate. Over-communicate positive reinforcement. Over-communicate. You are doing a great job. You are valuable to this team. Saying the words, I hear you and I see you can make huge, huge differences. I hear you and I see you. Practice saying those words to people on your team, people that you are in relationship with, your family members, your friends, your work colleagues, people that you are influencing and impacting. I see you and I hear you. Even something as simple as I I do this a lot at the checkout line. I'll tell the cashier, you are doing a great job. And I know this job isn't easy. So over-communicate and especially over-communicate positive reinforcements. Encourage. Keep going. I know this is a struggle, but you're doing a great job in overcoming this challenge. Asking, what do you need from me to help you accomplish these tasks? these goals and doing it again in multiple multiple forms of communication 
written communication, the power of the pen. There is still much power in the pen. I still love to write notes to people. I write them. I send them. I put a fancy little stamp in the corner. I don't care how much that stamp is. It is worth the effort and letting that other person know, I'm thinking about you. I see you. I hear you. Keep it up. Writing notes, post-it notes to put on their computers or their laptops in their offices. Huge, huge. Did I say huge? The power of the pen in written communication. Emails are wonderful, but we get bombarded with emails, okay? Text messages, again, wonderful, but now many of us are getting bombarded with text messages. So I do a couple things in my team. I'll send out emails, I'll wait, and then I'll say in the text message, hey, I sent an email that's really important and I need your feedback. I don't care what you do with the other emails in your email box, but check the one I sent. Give me feedback. That's important. Okay. And then some things though, in group emails and group text messages are not good ideas. Someone on your team messes up. Okay. Don't send a group text or a group email or even having a team meeting lecturing everybody when really you know it was one or two people and you know who those one or two people are. That frustrates the rest of people on the team. We've all been there. Why am I getting lectured for so-and-so's mistake? Say a prayer, get some courage, and then you have to confront is not a negative term. Get rid of that. In other words, confront the issue head on. Hey, so-and-so. I know this happened and we need to talk about this situation. We need to talk about what went wrong and what we can do to correct it. Go to the person directly. And that takes me then to direct communication. Have something like where it's, let's just get together for dinner tonight, or let's all join, get our families together for a picnic. Let's Go out for um, a happy hour and just drinks and socializing. And maybe it's even, let's say you have a team of five, taking them out for lunch or meeting for coffee. So you can just communicate one-on-one, get to know your team. Again, I see you, I hear you, and you are worth me spending five bucks for a cup of Five Lakes coffee. If you're anywhere near Five Lakes, that's the place you should go, by the way. And then there's verbal communication, verbally saying to them, not just written, not just email, not just text. I will say to people this, look me in the eye. I want you to hear me. And then you say it. Encouragement, positive reinforcements. I see you. I hear you. Look me in the eye. I especially say that to my teens that I work with and my own kid. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. And sometimes it's verbal praise and encouragement in public 
where others are seeing and hearing you verbally praise somebody else. It goes a long way for that person. But then other people like seeing what you're doing, you're modeling. Okay. So there's private verbal communication and there's public verbal communication. If it is negative, I don't think most of the time that public negative verbal communication is the way to go. Sometimes it is knowing your team. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes that verbal negative communication could be in a team setting where like you're just saying, hey, team, things aren't working. We are not collaborating. We are not working together. We are not each accomplishing our tasks. What are we going to do? How are we going to get to the goal? We're not communicating right. I have had to have board meetings and team meetings where there are tears that are shed. I know it's not easy as a leader, but again, we kind of have to suck it up and we have to have those kinds of verbal communications. They're hard. They're challenging. You can do it. And then, like I said, there's a difference between private and public. Now, let's just say you have to say something negative, whether it be publicly or privately, whether it be in a team setting or whether it be in a private setting. I call it a sandwich, okay? You need to say something negative. Sandwich it between a positive and a positive. Hey, I want you to know that I see you and you're doing this really well. But I think this is a struggle for you. And this is something that we need to work on. You know, I want to work with you on improving this aspect. Deadlines. You're not getting things turned in on time. This is really important. You are valuable to this team. So I want to help you in this aspect. Because you're important and I want you to be successful. Positive. Negative, positive, sandwich it. Okay. That way they don't feel like you're beating them down. They don't feel like you're being just overly critical. Okay. Sandwich it positive, negative, positive. Collaboration is a mentality. Okay. So trying to teach your team that we are all different, but each person has a positive personality type a positive learning style. We are all unique, but it's all positives. So we all are offering something positive, but in that, that means because we're all different, we might not see eye to eye all the time. So trying to cage that collaboration is like, we are going to work together and we're going to work through these difficulties together. Right now I'm director of a nonprofit and I am transitioning myself out. We are in a stage of growth, but there are growing pains. So collaboration is key. Communication is key, but there's still going to be growing pains. But we're going to go through this together. Try to create that mentality on your team, verbally communicating it, written, text, email, vision boards. Collaboration is a mentality. Now, there's a couple warnings I want to give here, all right? 
It's very difficult to work this closely with friends and family. Mixing business and relationships can be very, very difficult because how do you say negative things to people that are your best friends? How do you hold them accountable? What about family members? It can be very difficult. So really make sure that boundaries are clear and that you are able to separate relationship from business. Okay. But that again, involves some very intentional conversation with those people, mixing friend relationships and family relationships in business can be very dicey. People in business will say, Hey, our organization is, is like a family. That's kind of a warning because families can get very dysfunctional. And then there can be this almost like ganging up. Well, you're, you're not seeing our vision. You're not on board. You're not with the family. You're not on the team. You're being a challenger. Remember, it's good to have opposite personalities. It's good to have opposite perspectives on, on, on problems and solutions. So you got to really balance this carefully. But I want to give you that warning. Hiring your best friend and hiring family members makes it very difficult to hold them accountable. It could hurt relationships. So make sure you're very clear on that. Again, when it comes to work, here's something that I think sometimes I've experienced um, where the leader is very good at, at, at barking out orders, but then visually me not seeing them do some of the work too. So I just want to say, if you're a leader, make sure that your team People above you and under you, right, are seeing you do work too. Be a model. There is nothing beneath you, okay? Everybody can participate in all of the work. So I run a youth organization. I'm director of Reason for Hope. It's been a youth organization. One of the things we do is service learning. But I'm right out there with them, with gloves on, picking up trash on the side of the road doing the gross stuff, right? Cleaning a toilet. You know, we we need to model that we can do the hard stuff too. We can do this. Our title does not mean that we are exempt from certain kinds of work, all right? Be a model. You can do little things too, all right? I don't want you to take that the wrong way, but I'm just saying sometimes, sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal and we don't think we need to go down and do that. No, no. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Toilets need cleaned and trash needs picked up. All of us can do that. We are the models. So we, we should be modeling hard work. Nobody should look at us and go, well, they don't actually work very hard. There's a place that I go and I do ministry at, and there is a maintenance worker in that building. And it's kind of a joke that we never see him actually doing maintenance. He does a lot of walking around, like it looks like busy work, but we don't actually see the maintenance part of the maintenance job going on. People should see us working hard. There shouldn't be a question on our team. Does our leader work hard? 
Are they actually trying? But work smart. Work smart. Be efficient. If you're struggling in the working smart area, like you're drained, you're burned out, you're not getting stuff done, there's resources out there to help you. And if you need help with that, um, I've gotten much better in my life. So reach out to me. But as leaders, we should be hard workers, but we should be smart workers. We should be efficient workers. We should not be micromanagers. Empower people and delegate. Help hold them accountable, but don't like, don't do everything. That is not our job. Okay. That is, you're not going to get an award for doing everything because you have employees or, or people under you that aren't working. And so you're, oh, well, I'll just do it. No, 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 no. That's not working smart. And you're not, you're not going to get a martyr award for your, your, your hard work because blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Teach your employees how to work hard and work smart. Okay. But you have to be an example. There are tools out there. You know, if you need some help in that area, let me know. And there are resources. So you can lead by example and you can help your team also work smart. So communication and relationships. This is where a lot of breakdown can happen. So I know for me that I have to meet with people on my team, the leaders on my team, right? So I might be the overall leader, but then underneath me are leaders. So sometimes we have one-on-one meetings or just uh, small group meetings where they tell me where communication is breaking down for me and I tell them my needs. We put it all on the table. We have a collaboration mentality. Do feelings get hurt once in a while? Yeah, but that's okay. We, we, we sandwich it in positivity and in love and in vision that we are working towards a greater vision together. There's going to be pains. There's going to be hurts. There's going to be times of miscommunication. All right but we can all work together. So the kinds of communication, verbal is key. All right, email, text. Are you doing it in public at times, but are you also doing it in private at times? It takes a lot of effort and energy, but you can do it, all right? Because the payoff is huge. Good communication and the payoff of good communication and building those relationships is huge. It will produce more for your organization, for your family, in whatever aspect it is. Let me just give an example, okay, of a family, all right? So you're like maybe thinking, well, I don't have a leadership job in my real job, okay? What about in your family? My daughter and I have completely different personalities. So I have to prep her if there is a serious conversation that has to happen. So I will say to her, I need to have a serious conversation. And I know that all right in her, she's going to get scared, nervous, anxiety, right? When do you want to have that conversation? So she can prepare herself for that conversation. Then we can both come to the table and have that conversation. So know your team and how to communicate with them because each person is going to be different. All right. 
We have the hard topics of leaders going through the fire. Okay. So that's going to be a tough one, but I think a lot of us are going to be able to relate to that. And again, we are really going to actually go in depth about Sabbath and how important rest is for any of us in leadership, parents, teachers, all of us are in leadership and how important Sabbath is for that. You can reach out to me, Jamel Gadluski at gmail.com. You can find me online and you can find me in social media. Uh, please share information, share the podcast, leave a review, contact me. We've got some things coming up in the fall. I want your input. What do you want me to expand upon? Do you want more interviews? Um, do you want longer episodes that go in depth? Would you sign up for a webinar on leadership where I, I really can spend some one-on-one time with you or in a small group um, with some of the key, key topics of being a leader and building good uh, collaborative teams? Let me know. Um, I'm having a fun time doing this. I love leadership topics and I love going deep with them. Take care, everybody. 